have a question. For what are you searching? The psalmist in Psalm 77 verse 6 stated that his heart, after he had communed with his own heart, that his spirit made diligent search. The psalmist was searching. When I think about for what are you searching and in preparation of this meeting, I just wanted to look at those verses that talked about seeking and searching. And then building off those lessons that I thought would help the theme here. Let me give you two. In the long ago, Ezra and Ezra 7 and verse 10, the Bible says that Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. And to do it. And to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Did you catch that? Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. Hold that one. In John 5 and verse 39, the New Testament, Jesus said, Search the Scriptures. For in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. Ezra, seek the law of the Lord. The Lord instructs us and commands us to search the Scriptures. Seek the law of the Lord. Search the Scriptures. Go to the place where you will find authority. For what are you searching? Are you searching for authority? Would you love in a world to just clear out everything and see it straight for what it is? The postmodernist will tell you you can't know authority. They know I can't know. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, right. Again, drag it out to Highway 8. Doesn't make sense. Atheism has no anchor. Liberalism is going to alter it. There's something important about authority. Listen to me, folks. There's authority in everything we do. If you follow instructions on doing something, what are you doing? You're following the authority. As Jeff led us in song tonight, what were we doing? We were following Jeff with the authority he had as our leader to lead us that we may sing together praises to the Father. Here's the best illustration of authority I can use, and I love to do this with teenagers. I love our teenagers at Eastside. I've been there long enough to where the teenagers now were little bitty things when I went there, so I've watched them grow up. One of them I'm going to marry off next month, and I'm going to have to work on that wedding because I may cry. So I've got to practice on it. I've got to work on it. Tony, you've been there. They just touch your hearts when you see that happiness. Here's an illustration I like to do. I'm going to see if you're sharp enough to catch it. And Bobby Branch, I know that you are. I look at teenagers. I said, all right. You don't like to be told what to do. I cannot wait till I turn 18 and I can leave home because I don't want to be told what to do. Y'all laughing already. Okay, number one, if you're going to move away from home, you're going to need to get a job. Because you're not going to come back home and mooch off mom and daddy if you're going to be that arrogant. You're going to have to get a job. Now, when you get a job, you're not going to own the company the first day. Therefore, you're going to have foremans and supervisors, bosses. So there's authority. 
Boy, I can't wait till I leave home. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I can't wait till I go to college. All right? If you stay in the dorm, you're going to have a person in charge of the dorm. We call them dorm mamas, dorm parents. And you're going to have those RAs, the resident assistants that help, that will check every night to make sure you're in that room. There is authority. And if you think your professor is going to nag you to get the work done, you will enter into an era to where when he gives you that syllabus and he says it's due on X date, it's due on X date. Well, boy, I can't wait till I grow up and leave home. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. Then you get married. You got it. <laughs> Folks, there's authority everywhere. Boy, when you really think about it, there's authority everywhere. I'll tell you where a lot of the problems in this world begin. When people rebel and resist authority. Think about it. When we fail to show authority to, or the respect of authority, to those that our Lord through Romans 13 have placed in authority in our government, what's going to happen? You know, I see on the news a lot of times of people that bring up issues about what officers do, this, that, and another. Folks, I've got to be honest. The police officers that I have known are all fine people. And I just stop and think if we behave ourselves, you won't have a problem with the police officer. If we respect authority, and when you do that, you will understand that authority will work best in your favor. It was some time ago, some kind friends gave some free tickets to my beloved bride and I to go see the Lady Vols play. My wife bleeds Tennessee orange. She loves to watch the Lady Vols. And I'm glad that season's over with because I heard that woman gripe more than anything in my life. I just get up, leave the room. And she settled down. Now, y'all go on and tell her. Three or four of you probably already texted to her, but nevertheless. If you do, folks, if people text during my sermons, I hope your phone dies. Okay? But anyway, we went to Knoxville to see the Lady Falls. When we left, we were going to go get a bite to eat. I wanted to go to a place, and I drove right by the sign. It just just came right up on me. Now, folks, I hope McMimble never gets this way. But if you miss a turn in Knoxville, you might as well just stop and pray. I'm going to tell you the honest truth. You miss a turn up there. You just you just can't. Have y'all ever noticed streets nowadays? You just can't turn around easy and come right back to it. I mean, folks, when GPSs are added to the church prayer list, you know you're in problem. And and I missed a turn, so I thought I'll turn around. Well, that turn around didn't work good. And I thought I'd cut to this parking lot. I thought that didn't work. So I thought, well, let's try this again. And I go back to the same parking lot. Well, then I pass another street. And I'm thinking, oh my, I can't do this. So I decide, I looked at my rear view, looked ahead, and I just turned around. They called a U-turn. I did not realize certain U-turns are illegal. 
which means just about all of them. Folks, I'm going to tell you about authority because when that happened, I impressed one of the finest policemen in Knoxville, Tennessee so much that he wanted to stop and ask me my name. He wanted to make sure he got my address right for a Christmas card. And so I gave him the best thing that would be with my address on it, and that was my license. He went back to his car to accumulate all the information about me. I was honored that he would stop me in that town of all those people. And he stopped me, and he came back, and he cited me for an illegal U-turn. Folks, I've got to be honest with you. I thought unless there was a sign up that said no U-turn, you shouldn't do it. Forgive my ignorance. But I didn't know. I, I told him, he came back, and I said, Officer, I'm sorry. I said, we missed a turn, frustrated. I was just trying to get back. He said, well, things happen. I understand. He said, but I tell you, if you'll come to the court on that date, I'll try to help you with your points. After we had left, I looked at Renita. I said, what's points? I mean, folks, I mean, look, y'all may laugh, but I don't wake up in the morning thinking, my, I think I'll get a ticket. I don't do that. And so I'll throw this line in real quick. After he'd give me the citation and I signed it and agreed, Renita looked at him. She said, officer, it is evident we are lost. Can you tell us how to get here? And when he got through telling us, I looked at Renita. I said, let's just go somewhere else. <laughs> folks, that bothered me. That did. I'll tell you, I did some repenting on that one. But I respected his authority. I have friends and brothers in the Lord who are officers. And I respect their authority. I've got to move on with this illustration. I went on a court date. Now, folks, Cleveland, Tennessee, and, and a lot of folks will talk to me about dropping by and doing this. And I have to stop and say, do you know where I live now? Cleveland is 80 some odd miles, 80 to 85 miles to Knoxville. So I know my whole morning's gone. Because if he was kind enough to pull me over and invite me to the government place there in Knoxville, I was not going to disappoint that man. I was honored he would stop me. Of all the people there and pull me over, I was touched. And he even wrote me out the time to be there, the address and everything. Why, he expected me. So I drove up there. And I'm, you know, I map quested and looked how to get there. And I drove by the place. But I didn't do a U-turn. No. I went up. I came around like I should. Because when I got home, I educated myself about what's a legal U-turn and what's not. I wanted to make sure that I knew so I get there in plenty of time. I'm not going to be late. That man invited me. And he gave me a time. And I was not going to be late. And then they go over a whole list of names of everybody that's there. Apparently there were a lot of folks they wanted to invite that day. And there were people that were ready to plead guilty. Not guilty, no contest, all that. I just wanted to leave. The judge, or they called my name up there before the judge. 
the officer that invited me. He was so nice. He was standing there waiting on me too. And I stepped up there. And the judge asked me, respecting his authority. I said, Your Honor, we, we were visiting the town. I missed a turn. I wasn't sure. I cut back. I made a mistake. I was wrong. He said, All right. He said, Officer, you have anything to say? He said, Your Honor, if you please the court, dismiss the charges. The judge dismissed the charges. Officer shook my hand. I left swiftly. <laughs> now, I took a few moments to break that down a little bit, and I'll tell you why. One, I thought you'd get a kick out of it. I was wrong. I was. I was wrong, and I was embarrassed. I've shared that story with y'all. I haven't shared it with East Side, and if any of you tell them, Folks, did you see all the authority I kept mentioning the whole time? Did you catch it? If we respect authority, authority will respect us. Now, if so be that officer would have been in the wrong, it would have been within my authority or within the right of working within authority to plead my case to a judge who was the authority and then what was going to be is going to be. There are young people here, there are boys and girls, little ones. If we learn at a young age the right and the wrong and what true authority is, their lives will be better lives in this area, in this nation, and in the kingdom. Young people learn another lesson here. When you're wrong, just admit it. Don't start blaming somebody else. Don't start making excuses. If you're caught and you're wrong, admit it, acknowledge it. You will not die. When you wrap all this together of authority, I want to bring tonight... For what are you searching? If you're searching for authority, and looking at this number tonight, you respect biblical, godly authority. When we look at searching for the church, we're going to go to the source, the Bible. For the proper example, we're going to go to the Bible. Tonight, let's answer the question, for what are you searching? And are you searching for authority let Jesus bring forth a question that he asked that was read in our presence just moments ago, and that is, from heaven or from man? Ask yourself in matters of spiritual, in matters of biblical authority, if something is done, is it from heaven or is it of man? Jesus asked that question. They refused to answer because they knew if they answered the truth, Jesus had them. So tonight, with that question, you searching for authority from heaven or of man, may I give you four areas quickly and think on these as we grow in our knowledge of authority.
And it is my plea and prayer that we will depart tonight with a renewed love for the authority of God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, and the Word, the Holy Bible. May we be renewed tonight as God's servants to go to that authority and that authority alone. The first question, the authority of Jesus Christ, was it from heaven or was it of man? Jesus was a man that walked on this earth, Philippians 2, 5 through 11. John chapter 1, verse 14, the word Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. The historian Josephus affirmed that one that was noted as Christus was one that lived. We know that there was one that existed named Christ. We believe that. But is his existence of heaven or of man? In Matthew 7, verses 28 and 29, when Jesus had finished the Sermon on the Mount, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. I loved moments ago, we were singing, we were praying, and I thought of Matthew 17, verses 3 through 5, to where the transfiguration and Peter said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. And I'm thinking how good it is for us to be here. But if you remember, Peter said, let's build three tabernacles, one for thee, Christ, one for Moses, one for Elias. And a voice from heaven came and spoke and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Peter in Acts chapter 3, while preaching the gospel of Christ in verses 22 and 23, he went and he quoted Moses in the long ago, who said, A prophet, the Lord your God, will raise up unto you, and like unto me, him shall you hear in all things. Moses went on to say, If you fail to hear the words of that prophet, you'll be destroyed from among the people. Moses acknowledged the authority of the Christ. Is it from heaven or is it of man? Hath put all things under his feet, gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. God hath placed him to be head over the church, which is his body. And then in Colossians 1, 18, he's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, Folks, we can go to Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, that how in the last days God has spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. So here's the question. The authority of Christ, is it from heaven or is it of man? Answer, it is of heaven. For what are you searching? Are you searching for authority? Then when you find the authority of Christ, then you're finding the right authority. Quickly, number two, the Word of Christ. Is it of heaven or is it of man? This one won't take long. John twelve forty eight. Jesus said, He that rejects me and receives not my word hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same will judge him in the last day. God's Word is indeed that authority. 
The words of Jesus Christ are authority. If he is authority, then the words of Christ are authority. The words within God's word. That's why, folks, we don't have to turn to a church manual. We don't have to turn to any creed book. We don't have to ask for another revelation of Jesus Christ. But we can simply pick up the Bible and open it and know it. It is amazing how many folks have failed to take that simple approach to open the Bible and look at it for themselves. Why today with iPhones, it is amazing how in just a matter of minutes you can download an app to your phone and pull up and read the Bible. It is amazing how technology can make such a great difference. And yet, and yet the Bible is available for any and for all to read it. It is not a book that is difficult to understand. While we will readily acknowledge a book such as the Revelation, sometimes we get a little bit bogged down in all the symbolism, the different things, the book of Ezekiel and others, yet they were written that the common man could have understood it then. And we can understand it now. Let me give you the third one. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Is it of heaven or is it of man? We know the authority of Christ is from heaven. And if you're searching for authority, go to Christ. And His Word is authority. Go to His Word. What about the Holy Spirit? Jesus, when He left this earth, promised to send the Holy Spirit to His apostles. That's John 14, 26, John 15, 26, and John 16, 13. The Spirit is called the Comforter. The Spirit would guide the apostles into all truth. Jesus, while walking on this earth, taught His apostles there are things that you cannot accept now, nor can you embrace. The Spirit would guide them into all truth. When we note from 2 Peter 1, 20 and 21, the Scripture or things that were written were of no private interpretation. In other words, they're not of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved or directed or guided by the Spirit. Folks, you're already seeing the answer. It's from heaven. In Acts chapter 2, how did the apostles stand and proclaim the gospel of Christ? And every man heard the gospel in their own language. When the Spirit came upon the apostles to whom Jesus promised the Spirit. And when they went back to Jerusalem in Acts chapter 1, He told them, the apostles, they would be endued with power from on high. And they were able to preach the gospel of Christ. They were able to bring forth the very words. And I love the way Brother Robert Taylor puts it. The Spirit is not a creator of truth. The Spirit is a conveyor of truth. The truth from the Father through the Son through the Spirit came upon those apostles who preached it, who wrote it down. The holy men of God through centuries as they were moved by the Holy Spirit and we have in, in the complete revelation the Word of God 
the scripture, according to 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, the scripture that is sufficient unto every good work and to all man. I don't know about you, but that's beautiful. That helps me to see the power of the authority of the Word of God. How powerful God's Word is. Therefore, when people will ask us something about God, what better way than to give, if you will, book, chapter, and verse. Now I realize sometimes our minds may not tell the exact book, chapter, or verse, but isn't it always promising that you can state it and always let somebody know the verse, the reference is slipping from me, but I'll find it for you. There's nothing wrong with that. And the more we look at it and the more we read it, the more we understand it. Let me tell you some simple practical truths in studying the Bible. First of all, folks, if you walk into assembly, into an assembly of God's people, you walk into an assembly of the church for Bible class or for worship, and you don't have a copy of God's Word with you, you're going to be undermanned when it comes to war. I'm just going to be honest with you. I see a lady come in the door sometime, reminded this years ago, Lady walked in the door and had a Bible under her arm bigger than the state of Alabama. Husband came in behind her waddling along. I said, where's your Bible? He said, I'll look on with her. That's not too bad. I got up to preach, and she was sitting about five feet from him. I didn't see an S on his chest, so I know he didn't have x-ray vision. Folks, we need to know the Word. Now, be careful if you're going to become critical of people that pull these up. I will tell you, folks, if I have a choice of the Bible on app or the Bible in my hand, I'm going to take this one. Because I can put my underlines in it, I can put my notes on it. You can, these two. But, folks, I know this. With this one right here, the battery doesn't die. I've got it. So that, that's helpful. And I tell people, be careful when you see folks. With it. I mean, the other night in our gospel meeting, we had a gospel meeting last week. I got excited so I could come over here and turn it all loose on y'all. But I was typing my notes in my phone. Why? If I write it down by longhand, what am I going to do? Turn around and what? Retype. But if I can do it here, copy and paste in my files, it works well. Folks never come to a service of the Lord's church Worship a Bible school without your Bibles. Note those things. There are practical things that we can do. Let me ask you something. What do you do daily with God's Word? You engaged in reading the Bible? Did you know you could read the Bible, the New Testament, through in one month if you read nine chapters a day? You're thinking, ooh, that's a lot. Well, if you read three in the morning, three in the afternoon, three in the evening, kind of adds up a little quickly. We have a member at each side. Earlier this year, by the month of February, she had read her Bible through twice. She rises early in the morning and she reads. That's amazing to me. Makes me ashamed. Why is that so important? Because within here is the authority. If you want to know why we're seeing a lot of ungodly, heathenistic, 
decisions made in this country, it's because people are moving away from the authority. You can cull it any way you want. You can shuck it any way you want. Somebody was asking the other day about leaders, this, that, and another. I know this, regardless of who will get elected, God is still in control of kingdoms, Daniel 4, 17, and His church is still the light of this world, and we cannot miss that. I pray the Lord will raise up a Cyrus that will be merciful to God's people. But when we move away from the authority, we're going to be in trouble. Here's number four. Quick summary. Are you searching for authority? Okay, then ask this question. Is it from heaven or is it from man? Authority of Christ, it's from heaven. Affirmed. Words of Christ from heaven. Affirmed. The Spirit from heaven. Affirmed. God's Word. Notice this characteristic. God has always demanded respect for His Word. God never said anything idly. When we're taught in 1 Peter 4.11 that if any man speak, let him speak of the oracles of God, and if any man minister, let him do it of the ability which God has given him, then that's what God means. When you and I consider such passages as 2 John chapter 9, or 2 John, rather, 9 through 11, that we are not to bid God's speed to those who will bring forth other messages than what else that what the Word of God says. That means if I'm going to give just a few quarters to someone that knocks on my door that is bringing false doctrine, when I hand them their quarters, I am supporting their doctrine. Don't do that. If Santa Claus is ringing a bell by a bucket at Christmas time, you may believe you're helping the needy, but you're endorsing a false religion. I mean that with respect. Listen to me. Before you drop money in any kind of charity, know that charity, know what they endorse, but always as God's children, put it to where God's people can make it the most effective. Why not? Let that press onward. We're not to add to nor take away. Revelation 22, 18 and 19 teaches of that, specifically referring to the prophecy within Revelation, but the standard holds true all through the Bible. We're not to add to what God has said, nor take away what God has said. And when we look at God expecting respect for authority, Think with me of some simple things of what happened. Boys and girls, you can help me on this one. You ever learned about Adam and Eve in your Sunday school class yet, boys and girls? Did you learn what happened when Eve partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that God commanded her not to do it? She gave to Adam and he did eat. God sent them forth from the garden. what happens when we fail to respect God's authority. Nadab and Abihu in Leviticus 10 verses 1 and 2, they were priests of God. But they offered up a strange fire on the altar. 
we might think and they might have thought fire is fire. They knew the difference because they were priests of God and the fire consumed them because they did not offer up what God had commanded. When Uzzah in 2 Samuel 6 put his hand up to stop the Ark of the Covenant from falling or rocking off the cart, God took his life because no hand was to touch the Ark. How about Saul? Consider Saul's actions. When he destroyed, was commanded to destroy the Amalekites and all, but he kept some of those animals. He spared King Agag in 1 Samuel 15. You see what happens? Folks, when we move away from what God commands, we're going to get out in an area where it's not of heaven. It's going to be a man. Therefore, we need to pause. We need to question and ask. If I'm searching for true authority, am I looking in the right place? You see, I'm grateful for an officer that saw me do something wrong. And I learned from that. And now I understand that better. I'm grateful. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the mercy of that judge. When we stop and think about authority. Now, a lot of times preachers go into what we call the invitation and folks reach for the song books. Now, you don't know when I'm going to come out with it. I'm going to be honest. But let's do a little test on authority. If I understand that Jesus paid it all, and He did, there is not one chance of me getting into heaven if He had not paid the price with His blood. But there are countless millions, billions, that will not accept the price that He paid. They will not accept the beauty of His authority who from the Father through the Son and guided those men through the Spirit to preach it, to write it down, and for us to understand the respect that we are to have that when I open the Bible and I see Jesus paid it all and He made it possible for me to be saved, how can I turn away from the beauty of authority that I am searching. Why, why can't I believe that? I understand, except we believe that He is the Christ, we'll die in our sin, John 8, 24. And if I truly believe that, why will I not make a decision? If He paid it all and my heart is touched with His payment, with His suffering and dying for my sin knowing that I can live a better life. And that's where repentance comes in. Christ, Luke 13, 3, Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Why do I want to walk out this door tonight ignoring that authority? If I believe it, why will I not repent and start living a better life today? 
Someone might say, well, I don't think I can live it good enough. Folks, I'm going to tell you, I've lived long enough to learn this. I don't want to live it good enough. I want to just live it faithful enough. If I could live it good enough, I'd become my own God and I'd be saved by my own grace and the next thing you'd know, I'd want to die for my sins. You cannot live good enough, but you can live forgiven of it. Quit riding that excuse, we can't live it good enough. But we can live it faithful enough. We can change a direction and say, I'm going to live for Christ I'm going to confess Him as the Son of God. I'm going to confess Him because Jesus said that in Matthew 10, 32. And you know, tonight I'm going to be baptized into Christ in order to be saved, Mark 16, 16, based upon my faith. Now tonight in this audience there may be an older man, an older lady, a younger man, a younger lady. Someone's been thinking about it. Someone might have been sitting down and studying the Bible today. Why don't you become a Christian tonight? Why, why do you continue to delay that? If you're searching for true authority, I've just told you exactly the authority of what Christ said in every avenue, folks. Just respond to Him. You don't respond to me. You don't respond to Tony. You respond to that gospel message. And you know, when I look at that close, it's easy that I see throughout the Bible a lot of times God's very own people rebelled against His authority. They looked out at other places. They said, make us a king like other nations. Man's thought was evil continually. The book of Judges, it's a circle. About 16 times they go into it. Have you ever read the letters to the congregations, to the churches in the New Testament? A lot of times things had to be corrected. Satan doesn't go after the people that he already has. He goes after those that he once had. And he'll do everything in his power to pull you away from the greatest walk you've ever embraced. And when you fall under His authority, you rebel against God's authority. So tonight, dear brother or sister in Christ, Jesus still, He's paid it all. And all to Him you owe. And we will pray with you. We'll pray for you. If you're struggling, we'll pray with you. If you're hurting, there's sin you need to confess. We're going to be right here with you. We're going to bear that one together. Jesus paid it all. Is it time for you to find what you've been searching? God's invitation through Christ is extended. Please come as we stand and as we sing.